0: Welcome aboard, Uh, Malcolm at 8, the voice of a nation. My fellow Americans and all of our friends, welcome into the broadcast. What is causing the rapid change in demographics? Is the first, That's the quandary I want to put out there for you to think about. What, What is causing this rapid change in demographics? And we're not just talking here in America, we're talking all over the world. In fact, this is happening. Uh, and it is, there's, it is potentially a looming catastrophe, and I'll tell you why. To maintain any population level, you, you, you may have heard this, maybe not, you understand what I mean. There's got a, There's a fertility rate, it's, you know, and it's really a, a quick shot, a snapshot, if you will, of the average number of babies that women need to have in their lifetime. And that number, it's called a replacement rate, in other words. you got to have a replacement rate. There's a lot figured into this replacement rate um, that uh, early death, premature death, uh, you know, uh, how long we live, our longevity in life, uh, accidents that happen, uh, many, many factors play into it. But that replacement rate is 2.1. So that means society, women have to have 2.1 children to be able to maintain that. That's that's the break even. Now, understand what I'm saying that's just to keep a society in play. So to keep, whether it's Americans, whether it's Germans, French, English, uh, whatever society it is, that culture, that culture. And, there, and that's why sometimes we have cultures that that fizzle out. And, and that's surely happened in, in human history. Um, and we're at risk now of a lot of countries that are in very serious shape, where they only have many of these European countries, by the way, 1.2, 1.4, 1.3, 1.5, and a lot of the European countries that they're in serious trouble. And then there's an influx of new people coming to these countries. We'll talk about that. But here in the United States in 2021, to give you an example, the U.S. rate was 1.66. Now that tells you right there what I'm speaking about. So if you're going to have 2.1 to be able to maintain the uh, your your heritage, your your origins of of a community, of a people, uh, that's the replacement rate that is required. And here at the same time, then you hear all these people running around with their heads exploding about climate change and climate alarmist. And we don't have enough to fuel, enough to feed and what have you. And that most of the Western democracies are uh, not keeping up. They're not, you know, most of the new babies now they're being born in the ratio in China and India and in Africa. That's where the births are happening now, and they they have rates that are three four times what we're doing. And so this has become a real real concern. Uh, in in here in this country, it is, you know. And interestingly, the fertility rates that we're speaking about here, you know, had it, they it, said it, 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 two thousand and seven. Uh, The the United States would have had 9.6 million more kids. Think about this. So the rate back in 2007, we'd have almost 10 million more lives right now um, had we sustained this, the the proper replacement rate ratio, and we're in a declining mechanism. Now, there are a lot of reasons for that. I want to talk to you about some of those reasons today. Uh, as far as what this demographic shift that's been happening, and uh, and, the, and a lot of factors play into it. Immigration plays into this, and economics play into it, disease and poverty play into it, and it's a worldwide phenomenon. One of the biggest reasons, my friends, that play into this demographic shift that's happening in America right now is fear. I think everything is fear-based, and people are having to make decisions as to whether this is the right time or not to have a family. So back when many of us were grown up, you know, they were having families and children in their earlier part of their life and their 20s and that sort of thing. That's been pushed back now. It used to be almost inconceivable that you would be in your late 30s or 40 years old or 45 even, and you'd be having children. In fact, there's a risk for problems, as you know, with that health wise, the older you get. But now that's a more common occurrence, in fact, and Families are starting much later, so women are waiting later in life. And as you can see, there's a whole host of reasons for that. You know, to, to be sure, um, young Americans are second guessing themselves. Is what's happening now? Young people are absolutely second guessing themselves, and oftentimes they they can't convince themselves enough that to have a family, you know, to to have babies. Fear is the biggest word I think you're going to that's the that's the the root of a lot of these talks we'll have today. Fear plays into this. And it's a huge part of the equation here. Fear of the unknown in a world that many people believe is spinning out of control. They just don't have the comfort zone anymore. Uh, It's a lot of it's what I've been talking about in days past, the cultural rot of society. Uh, This leaves people to question themselves. Uh, and is it worth bringing another human being into this world, right? I mean, think about that. You, you probably question yourself, you know. I mean, do, do you want that responsibility and is it worth it? And from what we see with the research and the studies here I've looked at now, many women think it's not worth it. And they're now putting it off in some till it's too late or then life changes and they make other decisions and they say, ah, forget it. I'm not going to do this thing. And so that factors into this equation as well. Wall Street Journal had a very interesting post, caught my attention a couple of weeks ago, and it actually was the, the spirit for part of this talk today. And I just got motivated to have this conversation with you. And this this was part of the spirit of it. And then looking at the studies and the research and, and also what I knew about changing demographics in the world uh, led me to believe that uh, this is a problem I wanted you to know about and understand what's taking place. The United States birth rate is down sharply from 15 years ago, the journal says, as women report that economic and social obstacles are causing them to have fewer children than they want. So we're talking economic and social obstacles. Now, you can see that right away. These are the things, these are a lot of the news stories we're dealing with every day. So, right? I mean, economic and social. Combine all of this, and now you see where the fear factor is. And then people have to weigh the odds. And they say, no, I don't want to do it right now. It's not the right time, and I don't want to do it. And then we don't maintain that 2.1. And there are a lot of factors as to why that's going to be a problem ahead here. The number of babies born in the United States started plummeting, actually, in our country, friends, about 15 years ago. Now, growing up myself, uh, when I was a young guy, and I'm one of seven, so my family had seven, and there was a lot of that around me—seven, five, seven, ten. You know those. You know you know what I'm talking about. Those days where large families were very, very common, very, very frequent. It was the norm, actually. I mean, there were others that had, you know, just one or two. I'm not saying it was everybody, but there were a lot of families that uh, that were larger in size, just like mine. It's, they had seven. And and other families in the, they had 7, 10, you know, it was very, very common uh, for people to be doing this. Uh, it, that's you don't see a lot of that anymore with those large families. Friends, they can't even afford to feed them, let alone the social rot and the cultural rot of our nation, of what's taking place. Uh, but I remember that back from years ago, and the large families and growing up and, you know, and we did what we had to do to survive back then. I mean, well... I mean, middle-class, lower-middle-class families. Uh, you did what you had to do. Your mother and father, hard-working. Uh, but it wasn't a two-parent household working either like it is today. Both parents didn't work back then. It was typically the dad. And the mom was raising these large families and doing this sort of thing. Society's changed a lot since then. Are we better for it or worse for it? Well, you can answer that probably yourself, you know. This is back to the leave-it-to-beaver days, remember? <laughs> the leave-it-to-beaver days. It was a simpler lifestyle then. Life has changed a lot, friends, in the world, and certainly in our country. You know, uh, they um, this Wall Street Journal piece. Now they say the decline has dem- demographics uh, experts are puzzled, and in economists very very worried about the future. And they're very puzzled over, but I'm not puzzled at all, and I've got the reasons why here. Uh, America's longstanding geopolitical advantages. Are being underpinned by a robust pool of young people. But without them, the U.S. economy will be weighed down by a worsening shortage of workers who can fill jobs and pay into programs like Social Security uh, that care for the elderly. So it's a, and, and a, you've been hearing those reports about the baby boomers. As more baby boomers get into the system, they're very concerned with the system becoming bankrupt because the political class have not done a good job of protecting this and create new revenues and new opportunities. And they're going to the same people, the same. Well, uh, this whole thing of Robin hood, you know, steal and Rob and uh, you know, upset the people who have, have the wherewithal who've been working hard. That's their strategy right now is, you know, Rob from the rich to pay for the poor. Um, that, that will come back to haunt you as well. That Robin hood theory, because you burn out the Robin hood people, the the breadwinners, And they get tired of it they don't want to keep doing it people so that's also a problem that will fizzle out with the current political class they think that's an answer for everything and it's not Uh, american america wasn't built on that premise that's socialism communism is what that is that's not what our it's not we don't have a ruling class that's not what we're supposed to be doing but you see we're headed more and more in that way that's a lot of the cultural rot that's happening in america right now so people need to pay attention all of these things are have an influx of uh, of impact into uh, this wokeism society that's collapsing here. You know, uh, at the heart of the the failing birth rate is a simple question you you ask yourself: Do American women simply want fewer children? Is the question they put out in a lot of these studies here and, and the journal questions, or are life circumstances impeding them from having the children they desire? So, in other words, you know, have people just you know, they just don't want to do it anymore. They don't want the responsibility, so they want fewer children, or are the circumstances and societal factors around them pointing to different conclusions? When you look at all the studies, you look at the research, you look at the data, it's the latter people, absolutely the latter. People, it's societal circumstances, it's the economics, it's the cultural rot of the country. All of these factors are leaving people very puzzled. And uh, in, in a in a situation where these young people don't want to do it, they don't want to engage. You now, some people would call them selfish. My golly, I'd love to do this all over again and be selfish. <laughs> you know, think about that. You know, but a lot of people do call them selfish. But I, I don't. I don't see that. I think people have to make a personal choice for what they want to make in their life, uh, and uh, and you have to honor that choice, friends. Uh, all of this conversation about trans and 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 the gay movement, the community doesn't play well into it at all, and a lot of that again is a problem into the population. Clearly, these people aren't having kids either, for the most part. Some are being, uh, you know, sperm and that sort of thing and and doing that, but the, for the vast majority, they're not. That that societal shift has changed, and then you have the imagery out there with two women raising children or two men raising children within the gay community. What kind of message does that send to young people, right? I mean, what does that say to folks? Uh, And so all of this fuels this fear factor and the feeling that people don't necessarily want to raise these families anymore. Now, one of the factors, interestingly, they brought up, and, and you see a lot of these young people fighting climate alarmism. See, all these things in the woke agenda play into the conversation that people need to be asking themselves for the infertility rate of why these demographics are burning out. And there are some danger signs here big time, because in the case, before I get to the climate, in the case of a lot of these European countries, what's transpiring is what's taken the place is uh, Muslims, Islam is taking the place in, in many of these countries. That's what's happened where you have the population shift. This happened in the United Kingdom, big time. It's happened in Germany, France, uh, Italy. All these countries are in that same boat. And they don't have, they're in worse shape than the United States is. We're, they're further down the, the, the ladder here as far as having that infertility rate problem and having a replacement rate burnout. They're in a more challenging situation. But the United States is headed there as well. I just read you the numbers there. And we're headed in the same position that these European countries are. But at some point, that civilization is going to fizzle out. It's no longer going to be able to be productive, and it's going to be taken over. Now, in our country, the other problem we're having that feeds into this conversation we're having is the immigration. America usually has very prosperous legal immigration. That's been a big piece of our nation. Now we have the illegal migrants and stuff that they're not qualified at all to be here. They're, they're in, in the worst uh, position economically, socially. You talk to immigration experts and they'll tell you this. Economically and, and socially, societal, they they pulled the whole thing down. So you, you're infusing with people that don't have the proper skills. They don't have the education. They don't have the monies. They don't have the families, the wherewithal. they're. they're I mean, they are third world Uh, Thinking is what they are. America, the United States of America, is not a third world country. And so you have that influx. And now you see the influx of the numbers coming in throughout the administration that's in play right now. And it's record breaking. All of that plays into this. So some of that population is being replaced with third world migrants, is my point. That doesn't build quality of life, people. That doesn't build it up. That tears it down. It's like the it's a it's a denominator factor. You, you understand? So while everybody's working hard and busting an ass to raise families and do the things and get ahead of the curveball, you now have the influx of all this that levels the playing field and pulls everybody back down. That's a big factor here. Then you have the globalists that are out for different reasons. Now, these are people that the elite who are really pushing America more down this woke path. And all of these gender problems and economic problems were happening and climate problems. And you see what's happening there. That's that's all tied to that's another. That's that's communism. That's totally what that is. That's your elites. That's the way all these countries, Venezuela, Colombia, it's where they all are run. The elites run the farm. They eat well. They do well. And the rest do not. So we, we would be the rest. You would die. We would be that class of people. We're the rest of them. Why the elites have their way, you know, fly fly around in their planes, their yachts, their, their lifestyle, which they're doing now as they run around like chicken little saying the sky is falling to the rest of the peons, which are, which are us. That's, that's a factor of this thing. Here's an example, climate alarmism. There was a 31 year old, uh, Kara, I'll, I'll call her. Uh, and, um, as to why young people are not having children. And and there's a whole host of these kinds of stories I was seeing diving into this thing uh, is that they feel some of these people, a lot of these people feel compelled to help other global problems. So they think they're helping globally, but what they're doing is the direct opposite because by them not having children, the replacement rate's going to be there. And so the, the, The civilization, the the communities within this will decline at a rapid pace and they'll be taken over by other forces. And that's what I think you're going to see in the next 50 years. The warning signs are in play right now. And you're going to see over the next 50 years, some of these demographics and these communities and nationalities, these these ethnicities are going to peter out. They're going to burn out. They're going to be no longer. It's a sad state, but that's the way we're headed right now. I've talked to enough people to know this has happened. So this, this 31-year-old I told you about, I quote, she says, to me, it feels borderline unethical to even be having kids with the way the future is looking in terms of climate change and resource shortages and all of that. <laughs> so friends, if, if in the West, and you know, you look at this in the fight of good and evil, And you take Western democracies where Christian values are in the Western democracies, Christian values, where they exist, right? And you take a look at all of that. And these people are being fed this line that the depopulation, you hear those words a lot now, depopulation, that this is what certain people want. The the sorrows and the Gates of the World and the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and, You know, whether some of them use the exact words and some of them may not, but it really does all roads seem to go down to some sort of a depopulation. Some of them want, as much as as some of our people on the platform, say 90% less population in the world. Now, we don't even have enough people right now to sustain the communities I'm talking about. You need 2.1. We're not anywhere near that right now. I mean, we're, again, 1.66 right now in America, and that number's actually going down even more. And that was in 2021, right in the midst of that. But now with COVID, uh, people were having less babies through COVID, and there's a lot of reasons there as well. Infertility was a big problem, and the vaccines were a big problem. A lot of the results of these vaccines. There's a lot we don't know still about the vaccines, and there's a lot of damage to the human body with the vaccines. And the infertility rates of the vaccines—all of that's happening. we've well, been talking about that on our programs here on the platform, and so that's a problem. And so, but people have this fear again. The pandemic did nothing to help us out with this conversation today. Nothing—it's created fear, and and uh, people are very uh, despondent with this conversation. They don't want to engage, and they many of them just don't want to have children anymore. So they're blaming though on on climate change—the the direct opposite. Uh, and, you know, the fact that people like this Kara at 31 years old thinks that she's going to do her contribution, they have someone like this brainwashed. They think by she thinks she's doing a contribution by not having a family and children because she's doing it because it's, they will need less food, less resources and less of a hit to the climate change. Yet we can't even sustain life as we know it in Western democracies and Christianity. Based on this premise, I'm given to you. Now, we can't have a sustained 2.1, which means we're fizzling and fading out. So, what does that mean? Well, the vacuum has got to be filled with something. So, the vacuum I just said is being filled with third world migrants over here and, and other uh, religions uh, like Islam and jihadis who want to take over the world. And that's a whole other conversation, but it's a conversation. It's a piece of this conversation. So, people don't want to talk about this because it's, it, it, uh, it, it you know, it, it can burn on the edges. It's, it's not a conversation people want to have a lot of people on the water cooler. People don't want to, some people don't want to talk about the hard conversations, the hard things. They're not They're not user-friendly, you know what I mean? And they, and they don't want to get out loud about them and talk about those kinds of things. Yet these are the kinds of things we absolutely need to talk about at the water cooler. And we need to bring it to the surface to understand uh, what's, uh, what, what's happening, what's taking place. All of this cultural rot that's happening in our country has such a factor of this, and it's unstable, and and it's it's not sustainable, Peoples, It is not sustainable for a civilized society. And we're declining at a rapid pace right this moment. And now when you look at this change in demographics around the world and what's happening and transpiring, we're experiencing that right here in our own country in big ways with red states and blue states. We're seeing the change in demographics of people coming out of markets like the Northeast and like California has, a, has an exodus they've never seen before. I mean, they're coming out of California in groves there, and they just droves and droves of people are leaving California. And, and the Northeast, they're declining. New York, the whole Northeast sector. People, it's a liberal hellhole. I mean, it's, it's, it's leftist, leftism, it's progressivism, communism, socialism. All roads lead to a decline in society. I mean that's a that's a a, a very uh, desperate world. It, it's um, it's bleak. It's dark. Nothing good comes out of that. People, when you look at co- countries like that, what happiness comes to your mind when you look at countries that we know that look at Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador? Look at any of the South America. There, you don't think of happy times. But you think of crime. You think of it, a bad economics, low quality lifestyle, bad health care. It's the same thing happening uh, in uh, the Middle East countries and uh, throughout China, of course. You, know, you have to get to the Western, to, to get the best of life, you really got to get to the Western democracies and Christianity. And that's, so the world is changing rapidly and the demographics are changing rapidly. All of this built in with fear they're they're lying through their teeth they're convincing people like Kara, the 31 year old that uh, not to have the family and the kids so they're refusing to go along with it they don't they don't want to do it and uh, and now you see that on a wide scale and now that 1.6 is going to be more of a decline in number here in the states and you no longer maintaining the lifestyle that we have all of that said people it's a crisis and now the indoctrination, the kids, the political divisions in our country, uh, people are making choices that are, um, they have to make in their own personal lives, but they're making choices based on the current standards of the of what they see in the news and the social cultural rot of our country. Uh, that is a, a crisis. It's a, it's a crisis and that, is, um, that hasn't yet come to people's minds. It really hasn't surfaced in the way that people really need to talk about this this problem. And all the roads we talk about, a lot of these other stories feed to this narrative of what's taken place. This replacement rate is is very, very concerning. I I had people start telling me about this years ago from the point of Europe and a lot of the European countries that were putting it in my ears as to what was transpiring there and the influx of new people there. And then I see the same thing happening here in America. And we were, we were only on the edges of this a few years ago. Now we're more down the road now. And we're in a declining uh, civilization here. Western democracies are in decline. And that means the fight, of, and let me just bring this to a head. Now, it's the fight of good and evil. That means your evil, I'm sorry, but that's your evil forces over here. Your dark part of humanity. It really is a dark, dark part of humanity. There's a lot of factors to that dark part of humanity, but a lot of it sits in third world countries and and Muslim countries. Look at the lifestyle they have there. They don't value women's rights. They throw, talk about gay and trans, they throw them off roofs. I mean, you you see where I'm at here. That's the the dark part of humanity. They're on the rise, they're having children. They absolutely have no problem with that 2.1. I mean, they're up at 3.0, 3.5, they're having babies. So maybe what we need to start talking about is putting together, uh, you know, um, reminding people to be passionate again in their lives and have more sex, <laughs> have more families, more babies of some sort. Right. That's how it's supposed to work, people. That's how it. I mean, really, I, I you think about that, the way God planned all this. And, you know, he made the point of enjoyment. If, if having sex was not enjoyable, I guess nobody really talks about this, but if it wasn't enjoyable right to that point then you wouldn't do it. And if it was painful, then nobody, you, you know, humanity would never reproduce itself, right? We'd, we'd have fizzled out before we ever started. Yeah, who would say, I don't want to do that. But that wasn't the way They uh, this whole thing was made that uh, sex was made to be enjoyable. And it was made for other reasons, which is why we have a Bible there and a book and that says you do it this way you don't do it this way or be in a relationship that's steady or, you know, make make proper decisions. Uh, don't be having abortions. Don't be killing me. You know, it's, you see, it really is it really is mind-boggling when you look at humanity and how far we've come from the good book, you know, in the fight of good and evil. It's uh, y- humanity is uh, it's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? And don't you find it interesting to have these kinds of conversations? It, it makes you think and you think out loud style. About it in a way that uh, you know I'm doing with you today, but you know I think we need to get people to start having classes, people to have more, bring passionate sex back again. How's that? Yeah, more more kids. That that should be the billboard campaign we put out across our country, and and you know and 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 reverse the the, the rainbow, bring the rainbow back to God's creation and not a form of a gender mutilation of sorts, you know. <laughs> You see, that's where the cultural rot and the societal shift has gotten off the, off the path here. And evil is beset in our country. That's why everything good, they want to make evil and everything evil, they want to pro- project it as good. Evil is good and good is evil. That's the mission and the message coming out of Washington, D.C. and out of all big capitals around the world. That's, that's the cultural rot that I speak about and it's a rot people that is changing humanity in more ways than you think. So if anything, I want you to get out of this show. I want you to think a bit, I, This today's program. I want you to think a little bit more about this and and really start to peel it in your mind uh, about uh, you know where the problems are, the cultural rot. Th- this is about awareness. This is about awareness. It's making people aware. It's enriching them with the out loud truth. It's educating people out there to what the real problems are. Because you're not getting that out there in the media world. You're not getting that with the political people. You're not getting any of it. We get the direct opposite. What's good is evil. What evil is good. That's what they put. That's their message right there. And now you see like this. People like this 31 year old. Now you see why she says what she says. It's the direct opposite. Every, every reason why she says. That's not why she's not going to have a family. Is why she should have a family. Do you follow me? What happened to those good old Catholic families where they'd have seven, eight, nine kids, right? Remember they, had, they didn't use uh, condoms and stuff like that. Remember that was against, that was, that was, oh, that was bad stuff. What happened to all that? You know, that's <laughs> a whole different, now it's a whole different thing in that religion. They're having sex with the wrong people and doing things that pedophilia they shouldn't be doing. Uh, again, what do I say? Evil, and the evil has gotten into Christianity and the evil has gotten into every part of our world. Really is a fight of good and evil. Everything we talk about, all this culture out of our country, the decline in aspect of humanity, the infertility rate not being able to keep up 2.1, the fact that we're declining more and more in all kinds of areas. And then they're pushing this agenda constantly. The president does a gay trans uh, affair up on the White House lawn. They're taking shirts off and nudity and uh, you know, all of this nonsense, you know, really, though, this is happening on the White House. And they put the flag there in the center perch. And, oh, holla, hail to the chief. Hail to what chief? The trans chief, you know? And it broke all the laws and rules of how we conduct and uh, honor our flag. But why does that surprise anybody? I mean, they, they the hell at the sports games, they've been kneeling, on, kneeling down and pissing on the flag for some years now. Anybody surprised? On the hot. So the president does, it's, you know, it just foments all this stuff. You see what I mean? It, it foments this evil and this capacity that anything goes. Anything goes, people. That's the world we live in today. Anything goes when you've got a president up there. I mean, Dr. McCullough asked me that on the program the other day, he was distraught over the fact that that's the flag they honored and put in the centerpiece of that whole vision of the White House. He was quite alarmed by it. We talked about it on Pulse, actually, and did a whole program on this just, just this week here. And he was quite alarmed by why we, and knows that the flag code says we should, but they've been dishonoring the flag. We should not be surprised by these things. When you don't crack down and push back, they keep coming and they take more. And if you don't push back and crack down, they want more. So I said to you the other day, y'all let the, them rip the manger scene out of the square with the Kmart. And they put the gay parades down Main Street USA. It went from the Rose Parade, the Rose Bowl to the Gay Parade, hallelujah, to the Pride Month, to all of that. And and they've divided the people up with all this cultural rot. And that's it. Now you have a now you have a society that breathes hate and anger and deceit and distrust and lies, fake news, garbage. Nobody trusts anybody. And there's a lot of 31-year-old carers out there who say, hell, yeah, they ain't having any kids. Now you see that 1.6. We'll see what that looks like a few years from now. If that starts to decline, I don't know. Maybe we need to start to get into a new round of business, people, entrepreneur, the shark tank, right? Maybe it's a sperm bank. I don't know. And uh, populate the world with, uh, with, uh, well, I better stop right there while I'm ahead of that, uh, while I'm ahead of the game there. Uh, my friends, welcome into the broadcast here again. And uh, shop. I want to tell you about the new new area, where uh, new product. Uh, and it's a new part of the site and platform we put together. And all of the amazing products we talk about here that we take uh, a lot of care in, researching and resourceful. And our doctors use them. They love the products on the platform. And they're all available with the uh, discounts I talked to you about um on the various programming that you hear in the ad breaks and all you just click the ad and you'll get that uh you'll get that uh, discount that's available there one of the best products out there right now that's fighting a lot of these vaccines problems that people are experiencing is the spike support from the wellness company make no mistake about it it's got the natto kinase in there it's got the rat- root to dandelion it's got a whole host of products that culminate to be able to help fight that spike protein that is in the body. And this is why people are suffering. It's a buildup of spike protein from both from COVID and from recurring COVID and from vaccines and from boosters and all of that sort of thing. Your body never rids itself of that buildup of spike protein. And it causes all kinds of problems to the human body. And infertility is just one of them, by the way. Spike protein uh, fights that spike support, fights that back with the kinase and the root dandelion and all the products in there. And research it yourself. That's what I'd recommend you always do. Always research stuff yourself and be comfortable with it. You don't ever want to take something you don't know what you're taking, okay? But that product you hear us talk about on the platform and Dr. McCullough and I talk about it all the time. And others do. Uh, the Wellness Company, it's a great product. Get 25% off that product. Just click the banner at back at the site or at americaoutloud.shop. That's how you do it, americaoutloud.shop someone just sent an email this morning went and bought it having great results with it and also signed up for their one wellness plan and one wellness you get all your health care visits and all the stuff telemedicine all part of a one low monthly fee of like a buck 99 and you actually get it for buck 49 with a discount of 25 off so that's called one wellness and that information is in the americaoutloud.shop as well take a look if it's right for you, then engage. Your, uh, got questions, send them into us here. We'll try to help you out with it if we can. I will take a quick pause, friends. We'll continue this conversation of where is humanity going? Turn on the light, somebody. I had enough. It's too dark in here, man. Need some light. We shine some light on the evil that besets America. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the Advanced Nasal Solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx Nasal Solution Cleanse. That's cofixr Save 20% by using promo code out loud at Cofixrx.com. into the broadcast here it is malcolm out loud here you're listening to the voice of a nation malcolm at eight you can't forget that people it's so easy to remember malcolm at eight 8 p.m eastern time monday through friday here on america out loud talk radio there is an encore the following morning at 8 a.m you can listen to on the network our apps are amazing by the way apple android alexa get the apps and it'll stream right on there and we're doing a lot of cool stuff, so take a look and become part of the America Out Loud family. But the biggest thing I got to ask you to do, people, is share this good information. Get people involved in this game of life here, our life, and get people involved in being part of the answer, not part of the problem. Okay? We need that. you need to share, share, share all of the great content back at America Out Loud and help us make a difference. We got to be a tsunami here of good information put out. And this conversation today feeds exactly to this narrative about setting the record straight. You know, a lot of the media is running around fear-based, creating fear with people. Let's face it, we've got a society that doesn't look really pleasant anymore. This is the cultural rod of America, I call it. But as McCullough was sharing with me on the polls that we talked about, it, he says he sees this all over the world. He's seen it's not just America, He's seen, he's seen it in all the other countries. In fact, he says some countries are far worse than America. And what's happening here is happening everywhere. So we've become sort of a global entity here uh, in more ways than we'd like. And of course uh, many of us here and certainly in America Out Loud are fighting for uh, for our uh, well, for nationalism, uh, for patriotism, for pride, for your, uh, for your nation. That's, you know, I mean, there are some who think it's going to be a global world to have this one world for all. It's just one global entity, but that's not that's not uh, sustainable people that's not we have to fight against that this one world globalist unit that they're obviously pushing for now that i was in denial of many years ago didn't think it was really going to be a thing but all roads do seem to lead there these days and it is a thing you know for sure uh, this whole uh, notion of 1.6 and the 2.0 I want to bring on uh, our, one of our producers on the broadcast here and, and actually works really hard on the voice of a nation. Arnetta Knockin is here with me. And uh, Arnetta, um, when I say 2.1 uh, is the sustainable metric to, in any civilized society. Many of the European countries now are as low as 1. 1.3, 1. 1.2 even. One, for all of the countries, they're declining rapidly. What's filling the gap there, as I say, it's either illegal immigration, migrants, third world uh, uh people, or it's uh, the the Muslim population. That's what's going to fill the gap in. I I parse my words carefully about dark and light, good and evil, Christianity, Western democracies over here. You can see them off to the side here. And then you see the rest of all this filling in the gap as fear-based society is playing with everybody's minds, like this 31-year-old camera. There's a lot of these people out there. I've read a lot of those quotes. It's a whole lot of examples like that. And they're not having them because they think they're doing good. That, to me, is the crux of this problem, of the change in demographics, and of the dec- decline of a civilized society. But why do you think that... You know, I spelled out multiple reasons here. There's, I believe there's a ton of reasons why. But What's in your heart of hearts? What do you think this decline is, seriously, for these people not wanting to have kids? They're waiting now, and then it's too late, or they don't have them at all, and that replacement rate is declining pretty, pretty fast. Any of this a surprise to you, and how do we fix it?
1: Malcolm, it's not a surprise to me. And you have just encapsulated, and it's overwhelming, really, what these young people, childbearing, young people face, and then it's either the brainwashed with the climate change um, fanaticism, or it's a choice, unintended or intended consequences of choices that young people are making about their lifestyles for women. I do think that women's choices have been noticeably impacted by the modern feminism. And that means that they're, they're choosing to have a profession. And because of advancements in technology, they feel that they can have children later in life. And many times that doesn't work out. Professional women may not even have the time to date, much less get married. And there are noticeably more unmarried single Women in this country that are waking up, thirty even forty years old, they're single, they're unhappy, and there's no men on the horizon that they're interested in.
0: Right, if, but people like this Kara now—they're flipping the script on these people: the good and right? evil, the dark the light, and the light—and they're telling people to direct. Uh, like everything else, they do it. It amazes me sometimes. Oftentimes, the conversation that's put out there in the public square that is just so bull faced lies. It's the, the direct opposite of any semblance of truth. And this is so commonplace today. It happens so often. So back to that, why do you think that I mean this fear? I think it's fear. Because if I'm if I'm a young person on I don't know about you. Let's um, let's put ourselves that we're just starting off. If you could I know I can do it. If you can put yourself in the mindset that we're like like in our um, 20s somewhere, and you're thinking mm-hmm. to yourself in today's world, First of all, you think you're invincible. Second of all, you think you're going to live forever. None of those things are true. And the third thing is, there. you then figure in the current state of affairs, and it's like the worst I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything close to this bad boy that we're dealing with today in 2023. Looking at this, and you say to yourself, would you have a family? I, I just, you know, I would definitely be double second question on that and doubling down on potentially not having a family. I think people think they don't want to bring these kids into the world. Uh, Is that as widespread as I think it is?
1: No, it's pretty widespread. And I think that it's for those who don't think that way, they have a firmer grasp on the foundation of what the values of this country was built on. And they more than likely have more um, healthy role models in their lives and haven't been the product of being brainwashed in the educational system. No, but
0: they still see it. But that's an interesting point. But but those people still see the world declining,
1: right? They do, they do. And it's either, you know, I'm I if it were me, right. I would be looking at it. Am I strong enough to face this? Right. Am I strong enough to provide and protect? And do I have my faith strong enough. To believe in myself and others in this country who would stand up to protect the country. And it's basically, I'm not, I mean, it's not being optimistic, but it's about strength and the desire to face adversity and having that strength to stand up to it and, you know, make that decision that I'm going to have a child, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have a family, right? and uh, face the consequences, but yeah. be willing to stand up and fight for them.
0: Right, right, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A lot of people feel they can't make a difference. They feel they're only one voice. Uh, back to why you would make this decision or not make this decision. Uh, they think that, you know, I'm only one person. I'm, I can't make a difference and can't change the trajectory of many of the things we just pointed out. And then we haven't even really dived in or dove into the um the indoctrination of the children in the education system that all people are right. aware of, young people, men and women, they're aware of what's happening. And you're well, raising a family, that, you're putting them in those circumstances as well.
1: Okay. You know? And I'm not sure that a lot of these circumstances were planned for us um by you know the evil people in this world. But when you look at the dynamics. The sense of community. How many people know their neighbors? So in order to build that sense of community and have faith, you've got to be willing to work at it. And are these young people willing to work at that? I suspect not. Yeah. The majority of them. Well,
0: there's a very negative vibe out there. I get this from everybody. It's not anybody's imagination. Everybody feels it. They feel that really... It, there's nothing normal about the moment and then mm. you dial it back to early COVID. And you remember, they kept talking about the new normal. Remember that? The new yes. normal. Yeah. That was no. a big thing. They were talking and I heard those, I heard those words a lot, the new normal. What did that really mean? You know, the new normal. And and that was a concern to me. And now this new normal is very dystopian very dystopian and i look at it again i'm very sincere when i look at the world right now i look at light and dark arnetta light and dark Mm -hmm. good and evil and i see that what all of these people on the fringes are doing in the, the political people and the media people and is they build on fear and yeah. these globalists and I say globalists, I don't like to throw that word around like a Frisbee a lot the way people do. But when you talk about people like uh, 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 whether it's a Bill Gates or whether it's an Al Gore or a George and all of these people that, you know, there's a whole ton of them that come to mind. When you think about those people on the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and all of these kinds of groups, um, they're at a different playing field. They're at a different level, these people. They're, they are, and, yeah.
1: and you can toss that globalist word around all you want because that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate to throw it out there. That is the reality, and it's the elites, the billionaires, that want to yeah. rule this world, yeah. and
0: yeah. and they want to depopulate. And they make it, and they do make it clear. Exactly. I, I I do need to say that I I hate yeah. to, but it is the truth. They do want to depopulate the world. They seem to think that that's yeah. We can't even sustain. Our, we're going to have. I mean, what's going to be left, really? The global elites and then the rest of everybody, which is really communism. It. That's what that that's is.
1: Right? It's yeah. this. It's the lords and the serfs. That's the lords and is. the
0: serfs. That's what we're looking at here, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's headed and, to, and you can see that future dystopian world. You know, you've seen that flick in movies, really horror movies. We've all seen those, right? Or not as a kid? Yes. And you see those horror flicks. And they're very dystopian with those people at the top of the food chain and then the rest of us down here. And, and it seems to be every day we move more and more toward that imagery. And the, But, you know you know, the other thing here, listen, listen. The only thing in the way of this dystopian world we're talking about is America. That's the only thing in the way. When you look around the world and you look at the light and dark, I'm talking light and dark here now. And you look at light and dark everywhere in the crevices of this planet. Okay, right? Yeah. And you think about this. And now you see, and uh, God, it just comes so clear to me as to God's vision of what this world was and what this country was in our Christian nation and what we brought to the game of life and why the importance of the United States of America being that that shining light of that beacon of hope uh, where liberty lives and where we, we we're willing to die for it and the country has done that time and again. So there's no doubt in my mind that we are the product of good. we fight uh, we are fighting the fight and we are God's gift to this fight. And now hey. I see more than ever our our involvement around the world, why we've done some of the things and saved humanity. Even when I, I'm not an interventionalist, uh, I don't believe we should be pushing our form of life or democracy and as a constitutional republic upon any type of country or people. I, I think sometimes our political operatives do that too much. I'm also, but I'm not an isolationist either. You understand? No. You know,
1: no. there's no, a balance Malcolm, to that. Huh? That is correct. And Malcolm, you just spoke the absolute out loud truth and it is exactly why these globalists are trying to destroy America. America.
0: Yeah. Damn right. Damn.
1: We are the last road. With the last
0: great hope. We're the last great hope to mankind. Hope. That's it. Yes. Humanity. That is,
1: you are absolutely. After,
0: a, If you take America out of the picture of what this world looks like right now, it's bleak, Arnetta. It's really. Yes. And,
1: I, and I don't listen.
0: I don't say this. I just to be clear with everybody. I don't say this. To be some standoffish American, you know, some, I, that's not why I'm saying this, please. Okay. Like you guys think this or that. And I know people think that around the world. I get it. I get it. But I come from it from a different um, uh, vision yes. here of light and dark is what I'm yes. speaking about here, you know. And
1: that is absolutely the case. And but, that's.
0: You know, you, you know you, this you know country what I,
1: was founded on faith, and yeah. that faith is being destroyed. But let's, now we got to
0: bring this back to a really hot point now of yeah. why our existence is so vital and so important. It, it just it becomes so clear to me as to why and why they're trying to tamper this down, and they're trying to. It's why, let's face it, over the last many years, just do the math. I mean, just look at what's transpired with the dis- disrespect for the uh, American flag and, mm-hmm. you know, the the kneeling down and the burning of the flag and all of that. Again, tearing apart the, the thing I always say to people, you know, abusing and tearing apart the manger scene and abusing God in God we trust on a dollar bill, having a problem with that in the schools and teaching and praying in the schools that was all abused and had to be removed and Church yeah. and state and all of that. If all of that is happening in the crumbling of a Western society here as America is. and none of it's good, none of it reaches to the level of us thinking that we're going to be okay, that we're able to save this thing. We're in such a decline in state right now from every aspect of life. and it's alarming to me at a state of this change in demographics, And I don't know what you thought when you were uh, in the green room there when I was talking about having a billboard campaign about bringing back passionate sex at all. You must have been tripping on that one. But uh, you you say that, right?
1: Actually, that was that was the part I enjoyed the most because (laughs) that is the shining light uh, of all of this. And instead of I was thinking, how are you going to do a campaign instead of having. Babies, you got to tie in. Sexes is have is Well, fun. but isn't that why so, God
0: did that? Yep. He had to do it that way, aren't absolutely?
1: I mean, absolutely. he didn't make it
0: was such an awful experience that oh, I don't want to do that again. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know who has great sex and then says, oh. I mean, I know we're speaking very candidly here as men and women, but so what? But I don't yeah. see people wake up <laughs> and say, you know, like I don't want to have that sex again. That really was painful last night. I mean, you're You're probably with the wrong partner if that's happening, I guess, right? Something like that. Well,
1: that's part of the dilemma. Unfortunately, I'm seeing anecdotal evidence that liberal women are having a very, very difficult time being attracted to liberal men. And they're finding that they're more attracted to, and it's that, you know, just goes back to bases of the the survival of the species. They're attracted to very masculine men, and most masculine men are conservative. Oh, oh, right, right, right. They right. cannot, right. they just.
0: That's an interesting point. That's an interesting yeah, point. One, yeah.
1: one woman went on TikTok and said she just yeah. had yeah. the saddest reali- realization in her life yeah. that everyone she, that had the values she wanted, were conservatives. So, Let, let's
0: let's bring her, find that woman, and bring her on and talk to me, please. Okay. I'd love to talk to. I love to talk to all kinds, but I love talking to uh, someone like that that's a liberal woman that, that would get it, you know, understand. Yeah, that
1: that video went viral.
0: Really, really, yeah. yeah. I can see where it would though, because she's now fessing up to. And I guess I never thought of it in those terms, but there is a lot of truth to that uh, in the fact that uh, liberal men. Well, I mean, in some ways, and I don't mean to, you know. You know, it's hard sometimes, Arnold. We paint with a wide brush. You know what I mean? You can't paint with a brush. You know, really, we've got to be careful of that because because very very discriminatory when we do do that as people. Yeah. But well, I, I, I will
1: even admit that I've met a couple of masculine uh, liberal men.
0: Really? Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> cool. Because I haven't. I can't say that I have. Uh, but most. What I, well, I was going to suggest to you and I was going to say to you to you know that many of them are sissified. They're, that's the way I see yes. it. They're very sissified. Uh, yes. And I know maybe that doesn't sound respectful, but they're very
1: cultured. That's the way they look at it. But they're you
0: can still cultured. hold on. But you, yeah, I don't even like that term though, because you can <laughs> still have great culture. No, but you know what I'm talking I said about. That's I know you know.
1: their view of it. That's okay. All right.
0: But you can definitely have culture and, yes, and because I've done it in my life and, and be, uh, you know, a masculine and heterosexual and appreciate yeah. all that life provides, you know, right?
1: Well, it's the same thing. Even though I have a Southern accent, I don't go around barefooted, and I did go to school, and I'm actually I consider myself relatively intelligent.
0: You are indeed, but- <laughs> and and you didn't, and, and you weren't pregnant at fourteen.
1: Uh, no, right, as a so- matter of fact, I was one of those who was a professional woman, fought <laughs> hard to get into it, and had my child later in life. Even yeah. though I wanted three, I only ended up with one.
0: Uh, all right. Well, you're, uh, that's what See? I'm saying. Pete. I well, didn't
1: do my part. You, I tried. <laughs>
0: well, you did what was right for you, probably at the moment. Maybe, did you want to have more kids? Did you want to have I more? did. You did.
1: Yeah, okay. my whole life, I my fantasy was having three boys.
0: Three boys? Yes. My three sons. Yeah. Remember that show? My three yeah. sons? Yeah. yeah. Okay. My three sons. Wow. Three boys. Now, why boys are not girls? May I ask?
1: I do not know. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) right. I I think mainly because I was, I grew up, I didn't have a female friend until I was 10 years old. Yeah. Older brother, military family surrounded by men.
0: You're more partial to men anyways at this point that I know Uh you. You're more, right? You seem to be more partial to them, I think. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. You are. That's right. We, we get along so well here, but uh, and, and you are a woman and I am a man, but we, we get along <laughs> remarkably well. Look at the kinds of conversations you can have here, people. It's, it's absolutely remarkable. Um, we've got to get people. That's the campaign that has to come out of this one here. But there is a change in demographics, and it is very, very serious. Uh, and to, to put it mildly, not just here in America, but even more so around the world. Uh, And it's the cultural rot and all the pieces we talk about. I want to give you some food for thought on a lot of this and understand where a lot of the problems are coming. But the the biggest point, Arnett, I want people to take from this, it is the light and dark and the fight that all of these fights we talk about on a daily basis, these uh, disagreements and cultural uh, conversations we're having, all lead to the fight of light and dark. And when you look at that light and dark around the world and you look where America sits... And you look at all the things we're talking about on a regular basis at the water cooler. And now you see what they're pushing forward on us and what they're propagating, that it's okay to have the gay flag, the trans flag up there in the center of the White House. And it's okay to do all of this stuff and be cutting body parts off, which Dr. McCullough talked about very vividly on Pulse about what that's like Um, as a doctor, as a medical doctor. He did. It's quite a fascinating conversation he and I had. About the uh how evil and sick that plan is and what they're doing to young minds. Um, it's pretty sad. That's the fight of the light and the dark that we want to bring forward from this conversation. Give us some thought, friends. Email us always at liberty at americaoutloud.com and and uh, love to have your thoughts and even your thoughts on this conversation today. I really want to know what you think uh on some of these things. And uh let me know what, what that is and and um Oh, well, we can change some of this. here yeah, change these changing demographics. Listen, thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved, get loud, and have passionate sex, America.